Hi there and good afternoon. Ruby DeLuna here from the KUOW Newsroom in Seattle with a roundup of today's top stories. It's Thursday, January 25th. Microsoft is laying off about 8% of its gaming division, Monica Nicholsberg reports. Jeremy Munkin was one of 1,900 employees Microsoft let go this week. The news came just hours after his wife gave birth to a baby girl. I was just sitting at the hospital watching my wife feed our, our newborn and, and getting laid off in a Zoom call. So that was my morning. Munkin was working as a game producer at Activision Blizzard's L.A. headquarters. Microsoft acquired the gaming giant three months ago. Munkin said the layoffs came as a surprise, even though they're pervasive in gaming. It's just the shape of the industry right now, and it needs to be changed because this isn't sustainable. The amount of layoffs that have happened in 2023 are just ridiculous. It's the fourth time Munkin has been laid off, but he's not giving up on gaming. It's what I love to do. It's it's worth the pain, I guess. Monica Nicholsberg, KUOW News. And another job cuts announcement, this one from Seattle-based REI. The outdoor recreation retailer announced it's laying off more than 350 people, including 200 at the company's headquarters. In a news release, CEO Eric Arts said the layoffs were driven by financial necessity and that the revenue in the outdoor retail industry is in decline. According to the Seattle Times, the cuts represent 2.2% of REI's total workforce. In October, REI laid off 275 retail workers, including several in Washington. The head of Alaska Airlines said today the grounding of their Boeing 737 MAX 9 jets this month will cost the airline around $150 million, and they plan to seek reimbursement from Boeing for those losses. Alaska CEO Ben Minicucci. We have a a long-standing, deep relationship with Boeing, uh, but like I said, it's uh, not acceptable what happened. We're going to hold them accountable, and we're going to raise the bar on quality on Boeing. Minicucci's comments came on an earnings call this morning. Alaska and Boeing have been scrambling since a door plug flew off a MAX 9 jet over Oregon earlier this month. Alaska hopes it's about to turn the page on the grounding after federal regulators announced yesterday they've approved an inspection process that can allow MAX 9s to resume flying. Alaska plans to get its first reinspected MAX 9 back in the air tomorrow and gradually bring back all 65 of its MAX 9s by the end of next week. Drunk drivers are involved in about half of the fatal crashes on Washington roads. Olympia correspondent Jeannie Lindsay reports lawmakers are considering a change that could deter more people from driving drunk. The number of deadly crashes on Washington roads is going up. Here's Debbie Driver, transportation policy advisor for the governor. In 2023, we lost at least 800 lives on our roadway, and that is the highest we've seen in 33 years. To reverse that trend, lawmakers are considering lowering the blood alcohol content limit to charge someone for driving under the influence. Right now, it's 0.08. Under the bill in Olympia, it would drop to 0.05. For the average person, that could be about three or four drinks in under two hours. Supporters say the change is an important deterrent, but critics question if it will actually work and worry it'll be bad for bars, breweries, and winemakers. 
I'm Jeannie Lindsay in Olympia. A year into Seattle Public Schools' lawsuit against social media companies, the case is gaining traction. As Sammy West reports, the suit blames Facebook, TikTok, and others for fueling a youth mental health crisis. More than 50 school districts in Washington state and dozens more across the country have joined Seattle's lawsuit. In court filings, districts big and small allege social media platforms were deliberately designed to target and exploit minors for profit. They say it's led to more students in crisis and forced schools to shell out money for mental health resources. Derek Black teaches education law at the University of South Carolina. He compares the case to the way some state governments successfully sued the tobacco industry by making a clear connection between smoking-related health issues and the toll on their health care systems. And if that's how you broke the back of big tobacco, I don't see why you can't break the back of social media here. Black believes the more districts that file suit, the stronger the case gets. In the meantime, social media companies say they're ramping up youth safety features. Sammy West, KUOW News. Dozens of homeless people at a tent site in Burien are looking for a new place to live. Casey Martin reports. About 60 people and their pets live at Sunnydale Village. It's a tent camp in the Oasis Home Church parking lot. The village started when the Burien City Council passed a ban on public camping last year. Anyone caught sleeping in a public park can be arrested and fined. More people showed up to this camp in the church parking lot two weeks ago during a deadly cold snap. Next week, the three-month agreement with the church ends and the tents will have to leave. On Thursday, organizers said they were calling every church in the area looking for anyone to host the villagers. Last year, the Burien City Council approved opening its first tiny shelter village, but there's no word yet when that will open. Casey Martin, KUW News. Wine on wheels might be rolling to a neighborhood near you sometime soon. A new bill could pave the way for mobile tasting rooms. Northwest Public Broadcasting's Lauren Patterson reports. New legislation would allow breweries and wineries in Washington to serve wine and beer at all the same places you find food trucks. Representative Kelly Chambers, a Republican representing Pierce County, says the bill would allow for microbreweries and wineries to apply for a special endorsement on their license to take their business on the road. I hope that it helps those small entrepreneurs be able to build their brands and connect with the the food industry because, you know, great Washington wine goes with a lot of the great food and chefs that we have around here. At community events such as a car show, wineries and breweries could hold tastings and sell drinks by the glass or the bottle. Chambers says local governments would have a say in where mobile tasting rooms could set up shop. I'm Lauren Patterson, reporting. And that's a wrap from the KUOW Newsroom in Seattle. Our producer is Andy Hurst, and I'm Ruby DeLuna. We'll be back tomorrow with another episode. Talk to you then.